Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. A grueling week, Austin. You and I, I mean, we both work a lot of evenings and late nights. There's just mornings where I'm just like, don't even want to get up. But uh, we're here. We're back. And wow, what a Raptors game last night. Uh, usually we don't talk a lot of Raptors, but that game last night deserves some some praise. Even though um, no Steph Curry, no... Uh, no uh, Draymond Green, no Boogie Cousins. I mean, they've been without Boogie for the whole season, so that's yeah a little different. And frankly, when he comes back, I don't expect him to be the exact same player coming off the injury he's coming off of. But um, a big win, regardless for the Raptors. Just I, I think more of a mental, mental, you know, getting over Golden State finally, rather than you know, I think that's where the big part of that comes from, huh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's a big win, but uh, grain of salt, obviously, like you said. Uh, Steph Curry's going to be back for the next matchup. Um, In Golden State, <laughs> which... And you have that Kevin Durant guy who only dropped 51 points last night in a losing effort. So, I mean, it's uh, it's a big win. It's the biggest win of the rap season by far, but uh, still a ways to go. It's what Kyle and Kawhi were saying after the game. It's game 23 i mean you gotta keep looking forward i love cause... that i just love that like before the game i think i'm pretty sure i mean i don't like calling out people in this regards but this guy i usually do uh steve simmons i think was the one that asked the initial question i thought it i thought by the, the voice it was um uh michael grange michael like grange had the follow-up to that so oh, okay. steve simmons had asked and then Michael Grange was kind of just like, you don't play, you don't think this is? And he's just like, and then Lowry's just like, that's what, the one that what, was more. What is, what is it? What, what are we in right now? The regular season. Uh, what, what game? Okay, but it's still not. He's like, what game are we? T- number 23. 23 of 82. Uh, of, I just love that exchange. You know what? Uh, NBA players, people might have their issues with them, but the, he even said, I don't, I don't want no dumbass questions. And, you knew he knew yeah. that was coming. 
Yeah, it's uh, don't don't mess around with basketball players. I mean, what in your past would make you think that these guys are gonna answer stupid questions like that or bite you if there's no reason to? It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I I didn't get like if if after the the Steve Simmons got nothing out of him I wouldn't have continued with it some some joiners feel like they have to press it because it's their duty and I okay I get it but you're not getting that from Lowry and Lowry we know Steve, how he is like that Steve's trying to ask a question to fit a narrative that this is the biggest obviously it's the biggest game of the Raptors season I mean you don't need to get a player's quote to realize that no the fan just <laughs> having Drake argue that. just having Drake there would signify yep. that. Like, let's be real. That's when Drake is in town. It's a big game. He's not gonna. Yep. He's not gonna just show, show up for anyone. Yeah, he's not just gonna show up for any random. He was there, I think, when Cleveland not... last year. That yeah. was a big game. I think it was there for. Golden he's not State here when the Phoenix Suns roll up. Exactly. So, um, my my takeaway is Kawhi Leonard makes such a difference. I mean, we we've already we've seen it. I mean, you and I, we've watched games where Kawhi has had, you know, his ups and his downs. I think people are still a little, I don't know what the proper word is, but when it comes to those late game scenarios where people are not. Well, he had another weird one last night, obviously, that last play with. He just, they couldn't even get a shot off because, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a basketball guy, so I don't know what you can do in that situation. There's. Obviously, Kawhi's got it in his head that the refs aren't calling everything, so he could have gone up there, and he probably thought that it's maybe a 50-50 or worse that he gets a call. Yeah. Well, So I don't blame him for it because, uh, not Pascal, Serge was wide open for three. He just needed another second. Yeah. I mean, it's the speed, and people are like, oh, you're giving it. To, like, Serge has been a surprise this season just by the way he's yeah, been playing. Yeah, no kidding. He wanted him like people wanted him off the team last season and now he's posting 50 to 20 point games regularly like that's all you need from a power forward especially with the guys you have in your lineup already like Danny Green uh Kai and Kyle are your guys but you need the secondary scoring and it's the power forward the center and then the rest of the bench needs to come and play yeah so um other than that, like, you know, Kyle Lowry was good. Pascal Siakam had his, you know, it's funny. He had, I think, 26 points, and he only took, like, how many shots? I can't remember the number. I think it was, like, up. seven, eight shots in that game total. Somebody was mentioning that. He was. Da, 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 da. Oh, I have to pull up the actual. Oh, I hate when Google does this. Google has, this, has the game recap. Google does like a really bare bones game recap, so it just shows their points and their rebounds and like all the normal stuff. Uh, Twenty six points, I think he finished with. He had yeah. all those free throws at the end of the game. So the people, and, yeah, they count that as a separate stat based on actual shots taken. Um, I don't, I'm trying to find that too, but like, I probably should have had yeah. that open if I was going to make that well, point. Site is does not update very often. The second. The first piece of news is Pascal Siakam being named Eastern Conference Player of the Week like three weeks ago. <laughs> um, I, I Give me one second. I'm pulling up the game logs on. Base, basketball reference is pretty good for that. Yeah. 
This is uh, this is a little bit more of a grind than I thought it would be. Well, there we go. Game tracker. Um, yeah, he. But had... yeah, Sur- Surge was fantastic. He, uh, he, he scored had... when he needed to. Jonas Valanciunas was a mess last night. Yeah, it... but I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had eight field Jonas. goals. Oh, that's so. So he made eight. So let's say eleven shots plus free throws. Seven free throws. Uh, yeah. Just didn't even hit twenty shots in the game total. So yeah, Serge finished with twenty points on eight of thirteen. That's a very efficient night. Man, <laughs> what? There's not a lot you can ask more of this team. I would think Jonas finished with zero points. I'm pretty sure that just said. Um, no, that can't be right. And I do not. See oh no, twelve points. Sorry, I read that wrong. I thought that was minutes played. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Um, he I, missed I, some key rebounds. This is a matchup that's weird, even... Oh, and also, Draymond's not in the lineup for uh, Golden, Golden State. State. That's the other piece that was really missing for them, because Draymond would have pretty much completely X'd out uh, Surge, and he would have limited Kawhi a little better, because I'm assuming... I don't know, it was... It was Durant on him most of the game, and that's probably the matchup, because Durant's lanky, so... But Kawhi just found a way to get through it. Kawhi had, for all that Durant did, Kawhi finished with thirty-seven, three and eight. I mean, that's that's an incredible game. And he, man, he hit that shot right in Durant's face. Uh, I don't know if that was an overtime or in the fourth. I forget. But it was, man. He is. <laughs> he makes being a superstar in this league look so effortless, and I love it. Yeah. Like, he he is so good, but he makes it look so easy. And I don't, we've never had a player like that. Maybe Vince Carter in his prime, but I don't even know. Like Kawhi just hits shots like it's very nonchalant, like he's doing shoot around. Well, and that was uh, Kevin Durant too. Like he was having mm-hmm. those shots too. It was both. No, of them. honestly, Kevin Durant was on another level yesterday, and that I don't know. There were two shots. Obviously, the corner three was ridiculous, and then. Um, the shot where he hit from almost the logo was absurd as well. Like both of those shots are just—he's the best scorer in the NBA right now. Don't, don't even try and. Well, people are putting up Joel Embiid in that because of how many points? I mean, Joel Embiid is a dominant. Like you can't—it's very hard to defend Joel Embiid. But Kevin Durant, when you need someone to make those shots, he's probably a guy that I'm. Uh, uh, I for me, Kevin Durant's the best player in the league right now and all respect to LeBron I mean come on the guys posted three straight 40 point games and then posted a 51 point game against the best team in the league there's a case to be made this is also the this is the second 50 point game he's had in Toronto in his career I mean guy torches the Raptors uh, this time, at least the Raptors were able to come out on top and you know yeah. the way the way I got the sense from Nick Nurse after the game was that they probably should have should have made it easier on themselves because yeah they should have because Jonas Yurebko had twenty fucking points. That's yeah you definitely don't want that. That's a joke, and he was three for five for three. How does that happen? He had three less points than Clay Thompson, who also was very odd yesterday. 
Yeah, see, like things like that are not going to happen to Golden State very often. No, exactly. There was a lot that went right last night, other than KD. Clay Thompson was 3 of 9 from 3-point and 9 of 20 from the field. That's not going to happen again. No, definitely not. Steph's going to be back next time. Draymond's going to be back next time. Like, we play Golden State in uh, two weeks or less in Golden State. And Draymond's said to be back and Steph's said to be back. And that itself is just going to be a problem. It's You know what? But it's going to at least make them realize, okay, what we did was good, but now we've got to follow it up with an even bigger game. Yeah. So. And they, they, they need... Like, the bench was good in this game, but they needed that stretch of, like, five minutes in the start of the fourth quarter where KD was off. They were minus. Like, you can't be losing time when stars are off the floor like that. Because the way they shoot the ball, you got to take every advantage. And that's, I'm saying stuff that's obvious and that they already know. But, I mean, oh, there were some open shots. OG missed a three or two that he could have hit. I don't really... I'm just looking through the stats here. It was really only OG, Fred, and DeLon that played off the bench. Yeah. Um, which, fair play. I mean, I don't really think you'd put Lorenzo Brown or uh, CJ Miles. Oh, no, CJ played a bit. I remember because he threw a highly contested, like, bidding three off the side of the backboard for some reason. Yeah, he's been weird this year. But yeah, there's nobody else on the bench that really made sense to play in this game. You just got to roll with your starters and a couple bench guys. Yeah, you do. In in that case, you do. You you because Golden State is doesn't have a big enough bench that they're gonna spread it Especially out. Especially down this many men, they're. It's. I mean, their bench is probably. I don't know. I'd say the Raptors still have the best bench in the league, but. I mean, <laughs> Golden State's the champs for a reason. It's not just five guys winning them every game. It's their entire team's deep. Yeah. I think I think the, the case can be made that, yes, the Raptors have the best bench, but people just look at the talent that the Warriors had, have, and it's just like you can't, you can't, yeah. uh, you can't, there's not many teams or any team really that matches up properly with the talent that they have so but the Raptors are probably the closest team I think to at least competing against them yeah and Golden's wow I'm just looking at the standings now Golden State is third in the west (laughs) that's going to be an interesting couple of games because the game before the Raptors played Golden State in Oakland they play um, the LA Clippers who are in first in the west so very two big, tough games. Yeah, and definitely a game that I don't think anybody would have thought would be a big game <laughs> at the beginning of the year. I mean, LA's one of those teams that just sort of snuck up on people. As far as I, like, yeah. their starting five is Tobias Harris, Gallinari, Avery Bradley, Shai Gilgis-Alexander, who's a, a, been a very good player for them, let's be honest, mm-hmm. and then Montrezl Harrell. And then they have Lou Will off the bench, I would assume. Or Lou Will starting, either or. No, he's okay. off the they're bench. Just, they're deep. They've got Gortat. They've got, oh, they got Boban. The dude, Boban Marjanovic. Patrick Beverly, I mean, they're going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Very underrated team. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. And the Raptors are first in the East, so 
Can't really complain there. I believe what eighteen and four, nineteen and four. Nineteen and four, and I've won seven straight. They've won seven straight. I think Richard Deitch's bet with Rash Madani's they'd be twenty-five and five in their first thirty games. So wow. it's it's. You, so I mean, they'd have to win out for the Golden State game. Let's see. They've got how many games until Golden State to get? Probably five-ish. Four or five? Uh, no. They have one, two, three, four, five, six before. Oh, okay. You know, they would actually have to win out to be 25 and four before that point. Yeah, and, and that means to, they have to beat the Philadelphia. They have to beat the Bucks, Denver, the Bucks, and the Clippers. That's not an easy stretch. And then after that, I mean, after the Warriors game, they play Portland away, Denver away. Oh, Portland, Indiana. An they play in Philadelphia. Next stretch is not easy. And then they they have sort of an easy stretch. They play Orlando, Chicago. Oh, and. I don't know, just a couple games. They play Miami, Orlando, Chicago, and then Utah, which isn't an easy game. They're, then they say hi to DeMar. Ramp. There's that narrative game right there. January 1st, sorry, January 3rd, circle your calendars. It's the first game against DeMar, I would assume. Yep. And that will be another Kyle Lowry beautiful media conference, guaranteed. I think you'll have That's... a couple things to say there. Well, okay, when's the first game, though? Hold on. When's DeMar back? Tomorrow. Well, no, so I mean, like, DeMar back in Toronto, because the Spurs have to play in Toronto. Oh, here it is. That's in, oh, that's in February. Okay, never mind. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's skip skip forward to the other team that played apparently this week. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs got Austin yep. Matthews back. And what's been what's been uh you know Toronto has won let me just pull up my notes my note here. Give me one second, just so I don't fumble this. So Toronto comes into this game where uh they've won they had won Again, San Jose. So sorry, that's the last game they just played. Um, they had you know gone over two straight losses, one to Columbus and then one to Carolina. So they got over their mini two-game slump with. I mean, that game against Philly, when Andreas Janssen scores a hat trick in the first period, the other team's GM <laughs> and gets fired. I think that pretty much sums up what that type of game was like. But then. You know, they beat the Bruins and then they beat San Jose. It it's been a, it's been an interesting time for the Leafs. And I'm not saying that just because of the whole William Nylander situation, but it's <laughs> you get Austin Matthews back against San Jose. You know, Toronto has not looked great at home. I mean I would say the six nothing Flyers one was probably their best home game of the season. Yeah. When you look down at like they haven't had a game like that at home at all this season. Uh, no, maybe the uh, maybe the Kings was is another similar one, but I'm talking about one where they absolutely dominate from start to finish. Yeah, they were. Uh, 
they've been good over the last stretch, and obviously Matthews being there definitely helps. Um, But I think we said when Matthews was out, I mean, the team's going to have to prove themselves how they can do without Nylander and without Matthews, and it's not difficult because the good thing about having three good centers is it's just next man up. But you needed that bottom six to be good. Frederick Gauthier had to be good on the fourth line, and everything clicked for the Leafs. I mean, that fourth line looked good. Tyler Ennis was scoring. Uh, third line with, who was it, Brown and Lindholm and, oh, God. And Janssen. Janssen? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, they look good. Janssen's starting to come back on, which is great for the team uh, at the right time as well. And... I mean, Kasperi Kapanen's been a revelation this season. We knew he was going to be good. I don't know if we knew he was going to be this good this quickly. Mm-hmm. Those now, players that play in the European leagues are sort of weird about getting off starting, but obviously he's played enough in the AHL that he knows how to start on time, I guess, would be the best way of explaining the situation. I think I think uh, you credit, I think, Sheldon Keefe because he's made Kapanen realize how he needs to play to be successful, and that's just not worrying too much about your offense. Play a good defensive game, the offense will come. I think that's kind of the story with him. And, I mean, you look at his speed alone makes makes trouble for the opposition. Um, I think his shot, when he gets it on net, is pretty lethal. He has a really good shot. But his skating is what makes him as effective as he is. It's Kapanen, right? Yeah, this is Kapanen we're talking about. Okay, sorry. The uh, Janssen, Janssen, yeah, I'll say about Janssen, I think it's the same, what you're, I think, going off your point, I think that's, I probably messed up a little bit there, but Janssen, I think it's the same thing. This guy does have speed. This guy has a mean streak to him. And he didn't really show that at the beginning of the season. I think he was just trying to play it safe so that, he can keep himself in the lineup, but you don't play safe in the NHL. If you play safe in the NHL, um, in Janssen's case, you're you have to be doing one thing really well at least if you're going to play safe. Yeah, and he does a lot of things well. And I think when he comes into the lineup this season, he probably thinks. I mean, you're worried about what Babcock did last season, where it's. I mean, Marner was playing on the fourth line, Nylander was playing fourth line at points, and they've done it over the last two seasons. I mean, you have to play the way Babcock wants you to play in order to move up the lineup and start to be that player. Um, It's just, uh, Janssen would have spurts, not spurts, excuse me, flashes, where he would just look dominant out there. They'd have like one to two shifts a game in that third line where they were just controlling play, they were cycling all over the ice, and Janssen would get probably a scoring chance or two that was high quality. And that's just, that's what he is. And now he's being given a chance, and I hope he keeps getting that chance with Austin Matthews and Kasperi Kapanen, because that line was dominant on Monday? Tuesday. Yeah, no, on Tuesday. Wednesday. What day is it? Oh, sorry. Friday. It's Friday. It's Do I need to play some Rebecca Black Wednesday. for you to make you remember it's Friday? Don't tempt me with a good time, Dave. <laughs> um, you, I mean, you know, I was at the game, and I, I yeah. said um, when when Austin Matthews said he was ready to come back, so this was the Tuesday. I said the yeah. best thing the Leafs can do 
Kapanen seems to love playing with Matthews. We heard his comments on the difference between him playing with Matthews versus Kadri. Kadri, however you want to say it. And I thought, okay, you keep Matthews and and Kapanen, you put them together, you keep Marlowe and Kadri together, and then you flip-flop. You just put Janssen on that Matthews wing and Brown on Kadri's wing. It, it just seemed like a natural a natural fit there. Um, and it also just keeps Marlowe off the top line where I think he's more efficient. I mean, you have Kasperi Kapanen already who's being talked about as the fastest player in the NHL. And Patrick Marlowe, who still skates like one of the fastest guys in the league at his age. Yeah. Definitely the fastest guy in the league at his age, but just one of the fastest guys in general. He has deceptive speed, and we've known that for a while. But um, it's just, he's <laughs> the lineup so much better there, and they're probably going to lose Gautier, assuming Nylander signs in the next couple days. So this is actually, so maybe we'll get into this now. Sure. Uh, Let's get it over with. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, we'll talk, talk about the signing yet, that stuff yet. His, I mean, by the way, he hasn't signed yet, if people get confused on what I just... No, I'm refreshing Twitter second by second. Um, If he comes back, is Goat the obvious candidate to be waived? I, I don't think I'd he just... is. And I'll explain I why. I mean, uh, the lineup is the way it is. I mean, Gautier wasn't even supposed to make the team. Mm-hmm. out of training camp, or I'll not make the main opening night roster, for sure. He was supposed to be a scratch at best, like, sort of getting levoed, the way Justin Hole is right now, and, uh, oh, well, actually, I mean, Goat's the easy candidate, because you have to get rid of a forward, but you also have Justin my, Hole and Martin Merchant sitting my, up. Yeah, that was that was the point I was going to make. You get rid of Goat, you still need a forward extra forward you don't he is right now the Leafs don't have an extra forward well the extra forward would be I um, don't think they do I mean they probably more Levo when when Nylander comes back well okay assuming um but wouldn't this is the point I was gonna make so okay you'd have two extra forwards I I would say you can't send Ennis or Levo down you can scratch them I don't know how much of a benefit you're going to get from scratching. I mean, Tyler Ennis's look incredible. I don't think he deserves You look very good. Um, I mean, the only thing is Tyler Ennis is, what, a 650K yeah. depth signing? I mean, it's not as well as he's playing. I mean, <laughs> it's William I mean, Nylander. You're gonna have I know. Exactly you're going to have to put Willie back. So I'm saying why I, I'm not convinced that it's Ennis that has to come up. Maybe... Maybe Levo. Maybe but you. Maybe Josh Levo figure... also did the dance in the fucking press box last season. So I'm thinking, do you not maybe configure your lineup differently depending on who you're playing? Okay, so let's say Freddie Gauthier is the one being sent down. I actually think it should be one of the defensemen. Like, are we yep. are we worried about losing Martin Marinchin? No. I no. think if you put Marinchin on waivers, about... oh. he's not going to. You could worry about losing Justin Hall. You could. I That's think. why I'm saying I wouldn't send Justin Hall down. I would send Marincin down because I'm not he's afraid. He's a of... right-handed shot, I believe, and he could skate. Maybe he's a lefty. I forget. Who, uh, Hall? Yeah. Justin Hall's a, a righty. Right-handed shot who can skate, and he's probably about 6'2", 6'3"-ish. I mean, the team's going to take a chance. I would I would say you're better off losing Marincin. So, like, this is what I would do. Absolutely. If I was, if I was a team. 
your forwards right now, I would say any of those forwards you put on waivers, even if you put Goat on waivers, I think he gets claimed. I think a team oh, yeah. that needs... Oh, yeah. claimed by something. So, and why lose a center? Like, you know, and one more injury and you're, you're back wondering who you're going to put at center. I don't think mm-hmm. the Leafs would want to do that. So why not put Marincin down, wave him, um, I don't th- you wave him. You send him down to the Mars. I think he can still practice with the Leafs and be called back up if he clears. Um, if that's an issue that I mean, they're if you're playing loose, we'll just stick a mustache on him and run him over to Leafs practice. <laughs> I, I I just think you're better off not losing a forward, considering how good your forwards have been. Your defense right now has been okay. There hasn't been any big, you know. Need uh, Ozzy Ganov seems to have solidified his spot on that third pairing with Dermott. Yep, been an offensive stud the last couple of games. <laughs> well, that's that we know who who's a big big a big part of that. The guy who's not going on assist, man. The guy who, why? Oh yeah, I mean, and now because well, I'll get to that other part of the conversation. I was going to get He's to looking in a more comfortable, but let's not hand him a seven-year deal no. because he had a couple of good games. Please don't. I'm already wanting to get rid of the guy who's making seven, who has a seven-year deal right now. Um, and we'll get to that. He was making seven. That'd be another issue in itself. Sorry, who has a seven-year deal? Who got this? Who's in the <laughs> third year of a? Is this his? No, this is the second year of his. So he has five years after this. Second, yeah, I kicked in after the first season. Oi. Uh, I mean, he wasn't terrible against San Jose. I'll say that he made some decent plays. Cool. But, yeah, but it's been no. Oh, he looks good. He's just it, Zaitsev has just been inconsistent. That's 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 my issue with him. He's not. You see flashes of why they signed him to that deal, and you see him look lost. Like that game against, yeah. uh, like the Boston game, they chewed that that pairing apart. In the one in Boston, not the one in Toronto. Yeah, Travis Dermott hasn't had a fun time. Against the Bruins, he had to play with Roman Polak during the playoff series, obviously, and yeah. that was a mess. And now, uh, he Dermot had a great game against San Jose. Dermot's there was a couple uh, moments uh, where uh, I think there was one where the I don't know why the Leafs continue to leave someone like right behind the defense in front of the net. That continues to be something that pisses me off every time I see it. It's just like. Even if you're not a fan of the team, if you watch a team that allows a guy open in front of the net, your goalie lets out the rebound, and what the defenders are not going to get there. What yeah, it was, uh, it was an unfortunate goal that got scored when Dermot tried to swap the fuck out of the slot. Yeah, that that one too was uh, yeah unfortunate. But what are you going to do? He's trying to clear the puck. It's yeah, it's a stick. I mean, happens. Yonson um, had one like that too. But like Travis Dermott's been logging some big minutes as a 21 year old. He was, he led the team in ice time a couple games ago, in what 23 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter where he plays. Babcock will no, will give him the ice time, which I'm surprised. But I think he likes, he just likes the way Dermott plays. It's a steady. You know what you're gonna get out of him. He's not an erratic. He has player. the offensive ability to be very good. And he's just smart defensively. He's not. Uh, he's the he's the easy. He's sorry. I'm carrying on here, but he's the reason I don't mind losing Jake Gardner. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, who's the other reason why I don't mind losing Jake Gardner? 
Let's see if you can guess who. I mean, I don't want to say Rasmus Sandin. Oh, we know it's Rasmus Sandin. He's been so good in the NHL. As an 18-year-old. We just want, can we just take an aside real quick and talk about how grateful we should be that Kyle Dubas is a general manager. He traded the 25th overall pick in the draft and got a third-round pick and a 29th overall pick. Do you remember who the third-round pick was, David? Of this year? Yeah. SDA? Semyon Durargachinsev. You know, you know, for all the And people, Rasmus Sandin. You know, <laughs> for, for one. For all the people that are complaining about Kyle Dubas on Twitter. Yeah. Um, the Leafs are. There are people complaining about Kyle Dubas? Yes. Um, yes, there are. Burn uh, them with fire. Look, the Leafs are among the top teams in the league. Look, Buffalo and Tampa, like Tampa's. The t- like Buffalo, we'll get to that in a second too. But the Leafs are have been steady and almost you know they've been atop of the Eastern co- or the league standings without their top center, without their a top six winger in William Nylander. Yeah, and they, as you said, drafted the last two drafts. Their defensive they've drafted and have looked what you've expected, what you want to see from them. And then, I'd say Sandine's probably ahead of Liljegren in terms of defensive. I think, but I, my my thing about that is Liljegren or Liljegren. However, that's the one thing I'm never going to be able we to figure get. Out. Like it's sort of like Andreas Janssen when he came over because people called him Johnson before he came over. You know, and what? then he just dropped like, "Hey, stupid, there's an extra S," and it's a silent or a stupid soft me. I interview the damn <laughs> it's like, guy. We need we need Liljegren to just speak up and be like, "Hey." I interviewed the guy and I never asked him. That was my like. Should, that should I mean, be the first question off the top: is how do you pronounce your name? Uh, I I I usually go with what Todd Crocker, because Todd Crocker yeah. is right there. I'd trust the guys that are around the team the most; they would know best. And I think he says Lilia Grin, so I think that would be. I I don't yeah. think Swedish guys are big on the you know the like the hard J sounds. Like there would be that would be no. like a. Like that, so his name definitely is not Liljegren. Yeah, so I say Liljegren is probably right. Now, I what I the point I was going to make is I, Sandine came right out of juniors. His game translated better to the AHL because he came from juniors, yeah. where you're playing on the smaller ice. He's been used to that smaller ice. Versus he was fantastic on Sault Ste. Marie last season. Yeah, because he was their top defenseman once Connor Timmins went down for. He missed a bunch of time with injury, and he was also with the World Juniors. So Sandine was the guy in the Sioux, who was one of the best teams in, or he was the best team in the OHL last season. Yeah, and then I look at Lilligren. Uh, he missed a good part of his draft year. He uh, his entire draft year, other than uh, a couple of games. Lead, I... uh, it's, uh, five games for okay. Timra. And. He can't. He was in Sweden, so he had to come over to North America. Not only pl- get back into playing shape, learn the North American style as an as a rookie. Didn't do too bad, in my opinion. Uh, that's why I think no, Sandine. I think and people look okay. Look, he was drafted at you know higher up. He was seventeen. Sandine was what did we say 28, 29? 29. Um, that was close. Um. Like that, people look at draft positions. Once you get past, I would say what, twelve, thirteen, maybe even fifteen. It's, I'd say outside the lottery. 
It's a crapshoot after mm-hmm. that. Out of 16, it's, 16, I think, would be a fair. Depending on the draft, yeah. I mean, it, the Leafs had an easy pick with Lilligren, and I mean, we... I mean, we could talk about this. We've probably talked about this a bunch of times. We were all together watching the draft. Yeah. And we had that pick ready we, to go. Yeah. I remember that because I was, I was typing it up like five picks before. Do you want to know what I, what I equated to? And I hate to bring the, up my other, my NFL team in this, the Dallas Cowboys. When they picked Jalen Smith in the second round of the, even the 2016 draft. It's it's one of those picks where if it pans out, it's kind of like you look back and see who's taken before him. Yeah. And granted, the guys that were taken before him are fantastic. I mean, Erhovac and Einan is very good. Uh, Yusuf Alamaki is very good. Eric Bronstrom is very good. Uh, like the defensemen that were taken before him are no sludges. No. So it's not like, hey, look at this. We took this scrub over Timothy Lillier. There's obvious reasons why they teams didn't take him. You're not going to take a guy that, Miss a lot despite the talent, didn't play. <laughs> you go with the sure, especially with your first round pick. I think like the Leafs saw this as we have confidence in our drafting that even if we pick this yeah. guy, we can make up for it. The The issue there is also Lilligren dropped down the boards because if he had missed time with his uh, Elsvenskan team or the SHL team, uh, Roglu, that he could have come back and played the World Juniors and shown at least something, and he didn't play the World Juniors either. Last year, last World Juniors was his first chance to yeah. play for Sweden. And he and wasn't even, and they were too busy showcasing Rasmus Dahlin. He didn't really get a... Lilligren was fantastic. Lilligren was... He was good. No, but like... Physical. Like, that was the biggest thing about Tim, is that he laid out some guys. Yeah. He had, we hadn't seen that from him. Uh, He's got... I mean... This season's been good. He's doubled his point total for his goal total from last season already. So, yes, that is. He's up to two, and he's playing with like the Marlies made it a point to bring in some veteran guys to play with them, so that he's not expected to, because they knew they were going to lose Hall, they knew they were going to lose Dermot, so they needed to, you know, kind of rejig and add some defense. Is not the issue with the Marlies this season. Everyone knows what the issue is. Um, and that's why the Andrew Nielsen trade happened because Nielsen was a commodity they didn't need. I don't, I don't even think it's scoring. Uh, it's, they can't keep the puck out of their net. Well, and you hope Klimchuk is, a, from what I heard, he's a two-way guy, so at least he helps your def- you defensively. Oh, oh. But, yeah, the goaltending is Jeff still Glass has an 84 save percentage in 10 outings for the Marlies this season. Yikes. Yeah, Kaskasuo and Kaskasuo injured, right? has been out. Even McAdam has been pretty good uh, in spots. He hasn't played. Thank you, played. Matt Martin. <laughs> you gave us a goalie. I mean, he's still under 900 save percentage. He hasn't been fantastic, but he's better than, better than glass. glass. Um, yeah, so oh, he's Ian, Ian Scott, you can't only... come quick enough, as Austin would say. Him and Joseph Ian Wall. Scott. And Joseph Wall, and that's about it. Zachary nope. Batillier is a ways away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's let's get back. He's, to... he's also a seventh rounder. <laughs> so, so let's sum up that Leafs that little Leafs bit. Um, we're we're pretty yep. much in agreement that I think Marincin would be the better waiver player at the moment, just based yeah. just based on you don't want to lose your forward depth. 
and there's enough guys in the Marlies that if they actually need a defenseman, I think they have some guys they could call up. Mm-hmm. If if Babcock doesn't want to put Justin Hall in, so <laughs> um, eh, I don't we, think we'll, we'll we'll get into the Marlies talk a bit more. I I I plan on trying to see if we can get a Marley to interview. Yeah, um, that's something I'm trying to work on. I haven't really done my full due diligence, but that's something we're gonna try to do down the road. If it's not Rich Clune, I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> uh, we know what he that guy, that guy would be such a fun. We'd movie. have to do that in the gym, you know that, right? Because that guy never leaves the gym. The guys, yeah, like, well, he's a gym rat. Which a good, I mean, in a good way. He's holy smokes, is he in shape? Whip, whip my ass into shape. That's fine. Oh, you don't want him to whip you into shape. He'll, oh, I don't. I don't want to do his. Uh, I don't want to do his workouts. I've done a, a pro hockey workout, and it was. It, I I thought I was gonna die. I did think I was gonna die. Um, let's move on. I mean, okay. I I've been hearing. You know, it's funny when you have one. You hear one about the Nylander stuff. You can't help but not hear about the Marner and Matthews stuff. Yeah, and that's gonna start the day after Nylander stuff is, is done. I don't think regardless of the outcome. So. Let's go down the Marner route first. Yep. Can Campbell? People wonder. In the hockey news is still trying to get me to subscribe back. And I feel like if Can Campbell is still employed by the hockey news, I would seriously doubt I'm going to return my investment on that. I'll probably just grab their prospect series and just pay for There's that. There's some real Austin Matthews takes lately, and none of them have been good. Well, you heard the Mitch Marner one, right? Yep. So, oh, yeah. and, so um, he taught he he I mean, gets a quote from his agent saying we're we're gonna not let it be a distraction. Didn't even ask him about what he thinks maybe his client will try to get. I think that was he probably his he probably wouldn't even the uh shoot Darren Fer uh Darren Ferris is the agent for Mitch Marner. If, I think I yes butchered the name. Um. Uh, Oh God, um, I don't want to butcher a guy's name and. Yeah, it's Guy McGuy that writes for the hockey news. Oh yeah, Darren Ferris, I was right. Um, he actually was on the Full Sixty podcast with Craig Cousins. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will listen to it. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there's some going to be some juicy takes in there. Um, yeah. but but Ken Campbell's trying to. I I wonder if. I always wonder sometimes if some guys are working for agents and you know which yeah. guy I'm referring to because he played up in saying that Mitch, because of what he's been able to do this season, uh, you can make the case that he can make more. I Actually, should I read the full quote? Let me – I don't want to just paraphrase what yeah. Ken Campbell said because I'm going to – we're going we're gonna to do story time like the Steve Dangle podcast does. Um, here we go. It's just loading. Okay, scroll down, scroll down. Okay, so let's let's go with uh, blah blah blah. He has this quote from Marner about how he feels more relaxed this season, and Marner keeps increasing his value with every passing game. Okay, we know that. Do we begin at this point to contemplate the possibility that in the long term? 
he might actually turn out to be a better player than Austin Matthews? The answer is yes. Yes, we do. It's going to be very interesting to determine Marner's worth after this season. Jack Eichel of the Buffalo Sabres is just starting a lockout protected deal that will pay him an average of $10 million this season and for the next seven after that. Which player would you rather have? Marner is worth at least $10 million a season, but is he worth $12 million? More than that? And this is where it's going to get extra precarious at least. You know that Marner's waiting until after the season to start negotiating a contract, something Matthews might do as well. If Marner makes a pass July 1, he will be in a position to receive an offer sheet. I'm going to stop right there. Yeah. Mitch Marner has been unreal this season. This is yep. what you expect from a top five pick. This is what you expect from what you've seen him do in juniors to now. Mitch Marner is also playing with John Tavares. That is going to help him big time. He's not even scoring that many goals either. Like if, he, if the goal scoring comes, it's over. So Mitch Marner, I, I don't know why I didn't pull up his stats in front of me. So I had, I, I got it. Six goals, 30 assists, 36 points. Okay. Pedaling minutes and a plus 10. If anybody still likes that stat. Well, we know who likes that stat. So, I don't know why Hockey Reference still has him listed as a center. He's not a center. I mean, he takes draws. Only when a center gets kicked out, which was a lot when he played with Tyler Bozak. Yes. Okay. That, fair point. He took. He's taken. He took fifty last year. Sorry. Sorry. He hmm. he won fifty. He actually was a plus. He won huh. fifty, lost forty-five. So he took ninety-five last season. Hmm. He's taken only one. Yep. He's won one, lost three, so he's he's down on this year. Mitchell. What a scrub. Trade him for marbles. Yeah. Trade him for a defenseman. William Nylander would never. <laughs> okay, so um, we know that Marner is, I mean, 36 points in 26 games. That's ridiculous. Yep. Like, out of this world ridiculous. But this is my counter to this whole he deserves more than Matthews and some of those people think. He only has six goals. He's a playmaker. How many playmakers? You need guys to play with them. In my opinion. Like, like if I, if, if you, I, I've made the point and I wrote an article about this. As good as Mitch Marner has been this season, Austin Matthews is still the best player on this team. And we yeah. saw that on Wednesday. Let's let's be real here. Marner is a great playmaker. He's now killing penalties. He's increased his value 100%. He deserves to be recognized for that. What Austin Matthews does with way more of a sp- like you can take Mitch Marner, you can try to take Mitch Marner out of the play he still has John Tavares to work with him. Austin Matthews, when he came back against San Jose, now his both of his goal his goal was on the power play. Uh, I think that tip was on five on five from Janssen, and then he had the other assist on the power play. Yeah. Austin Matthews' game is a lot more. There's a lot more layers to it. Sorry to say this, people. It's it's a great thing to have. You have two fantastic cornerstone franchise players. 
Austin Matthews is still your best player. I'll yep. fight anyone who argues that again on me. Because yeah, Jake and Jake even said, look, Matthews has the best snapshot, I think, in the league. Aaron Dell, poor guy. I I heard like the commentators are are crying, poor guy, because he gets he like what Matthews did to him on yeah, that, that second goal of the game. On I both think goals. both goals, yeah. Like the first goal, everyone thinks he's gonna shoot. They leave John Tavares wide open in front of the net. No offense, yeah. when Mitch Marner gets the puck, what do people do now? They try to box out his passing option. I mean, he, he still gets it through, but when Austin Matthews gets the puck goalies commit to him shooting. And what does he do? He passes it off to Tavares who back door just taps it in. I, 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 and I'm not criticizing people who think Marner, like we've seen Marner more this season. Marner's game. Like Marner can easily get hurt too. People think Matthews is injury prone. Marner can easily get hurt too. All it takes is one guy to run him into the boards or something. I'm I'm not saying that Mitch is weak or anything like that. Like Mitch, I just think if I'm looking for a player to tie the game for me in the final minute, I can only have one player on the ice. I mean, you would have five. But if there's one guy that needs to have the puck on his stick, it's going to be Austin Matthews. Like, Austin Matthews, people are saying, can get Connor McDavid money. I mean, let's... Connor McDavid set the bar. Everyone else falls behind. You can't argue that someone's going to get more than Connor McDavid. I'm sorry. I don't care that we're in Toronto. I don't care about that stuff. Toronto is not Edmonton. Toronto has a legitimate cup window. Edmonton does not. So, I I think the media is. I feel like some some people in the media feel like they're doing good for the players by up, by trying to get rid of this whole take hometown discount thing. It's mm-hmm. the player at the end of the day that decides. This is what I'm willing to accept. The team will offer me this. This is what I want. Let's make it work. Now, I'm not saying Mitch is going to take less than, let's say, I, I would say if Mitch takes nine to nine and a half, he's doing the Leafs a favor. I do think he's worth 10 million, but he's not yep. worth the 11, 12 million I've been hearing some people say. Not a chance. Matthews, I think Tavares is making 11. You know what, Matthews? I think you can make the case to ask for 11 and a half. Maybe 12. Maybe 12 is like the Leafs are being generous. And then from there you worry about everyone else. I'm I'm just I've been tired. I've been tired of hearing this narrative. Mitch is a good player. I know that. But Matthews is better. Yeah. Mitch if Mitch was better, like if people thought he was that good, Dylan Strom would not have been taken ahead of him. Who was taken before him too? It was that Michael and McDavid. Yeah. 
Like, imagine being that guy, Dylan Strom. How much pressure that he has on him, even yeah. now with a new team. Dylan Strom, as soon as he won that scoring title over Mitch, that one year that McDavid was out, put that pressure, like that pressure on that guy. I didn't think he was that that like I didn't think he was top five. He had He's, he was top five because he was a big, big six three center who could score. And every team's gonna eat that up, especially the old guys that six three every time he's on the ice and he can exactly. score goals. So never mind the fact that he can't skate at the NHL level, or not as well as Mitch Marner, Jack Eichel, or Connor McDavid. Mitch Marner's explosiveness is unreal. Like Jack Eichel. I just go through the twenty fifteen draft real quick because <laughs> we were talking about players that you sort of look back on, like, hey. That's an interesting pick. We might have messed up there. So right now, um, if we want to go through it, Mitch Marner is still the third highest scoring player in that draft. But the reason... And we're not even talking, if a couple days, if the deadline was changed for the draft, Austin Matthews would have been the third pick, no problem. And he would have gone to Arizona. Um, so at least no, I think, I think Buffalo would have taken Austin Matthews. No, there's no way. It's about Jack Eichel was producing well over a point per game at Boston U. Yeah, he had 71 points in 40 games in the NCAA. That's just absurd. Yeah, I mean, Austin Matthews, though, was that center that everyone was... He would have gone a little more... An extra year... Jack Eichel had way more hype than Austin Matthews at that point. Well, I think everyone was so worried about... I think Buffalo would have taken... I I just think... It's hard to say. I just think a year apart, because of that year apart... Or just that yeah. Matthews had that next year. Like if if people were looking at Matthews and Eichel, they would have been in the same, roughly the same. If, it's if, just the age in hindsight we want to talk about it because we know how good the players are yeah. right now. Because Austin Matthews, he was still U.S. development program Austin Matthews. This wasn't Swiss Austin Matthews where he went and played men's hockey. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that you take a guy that's producing seventy-one points in forty games playing against men or 21-year-olds in the NCAA over a guy that's beating up on USHL guys. I mean, that's it's tough. But Austin Matthews would have been the conversation, for sure. It's just that he, going over and playing against men is what really uh, solidified him. Because Line A was pushing for that top spot for a while, especially after the World Juniors. Um, so The one, the one argument, yeah. I mean, the one argument I'll make about how the 2015 draft has gone so far. Um, Miko, Ra- Miko Rantanen would not have been a 10th overall pick. Oh. He, like New Jersey, I would say Carolina probably still would have taken Hannafin. San Jose, how do you look right now? How, how, Timo yeah. Meyer is good. He is not Miko Rantanen good. No. Um,. Yeah, uh, Lawson Krause. Now my my, and especially imagine Miko Ranton playing on San Jose. He'd still be doing like what crazy. Yep. Timo Could Meyer. you imagine that top six? Mm-hmm. You'd have Kane. You'd have Couture. You'd have Rantanen. You would have Pavelski. You would have Thornton. And you would have who am I leaving off this? I can't even. We played them two days ago, and I can't even remember the Sharks' top six. Yeah, it's uh, Hurdle. Oh yeah, Tomas Hurdle. Tomas. Um, 
it's ridiculous. I mean, Ivan Provorov and Zach Wierenski went 7-8. Uh, that was also the draft that Boston took the three straight players, and Jake DeBrusque is the only one that's even come close to the NHL. Oh, I'm sorry. Jakob Zvorl played in two games so far. So, that's good. The, man, Barzell, Kyle Connor, Thomas Shabbat, who's, if he keeps it up, is going to be a Norris candidate this season and his uh, sophomore year. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is rookie year. I thought Colin so, White, too. But no, he's... Brock Besser, Travis Konechny, Jack Roslovic. This draft was just silly. It was. It was pro- This is probably one of the better draft years in recent Oh, and then you also have Sebastian Ajo taken in the second round. Oh, yeah, that, that scrub. That scrub. Who that, has... guy, that scrub who was taken after uh, Travis Dermott. Yeah, the People pick after que- Travis Dermott. People questioning Travis that. Working out. Uh, 140 points in 180 games. 184. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, do I, would you, okay, Austin, if you were the Leafs and Marner's agent came up to him and said, um, we want 11 million a year, what's your counter? Trade him because he's not being a team player who wants to take a discount. <laughs> Good old Toronto boy doesn't want to take a discount. Get him out of here. We don't want him. It's forcing him to sit out. Yep. Yeah, force him, force him to go practice in Sweden. No, go back to London. Go go practice. I know you're Hunter. from GTA. Go practice in Sweden, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, Mark Hunter will let him <laughs> skate with the Knights. He could uh, probably be the GM there if he wanted to for a little bit as well. Yeah. But... Um... I will I will say that I mean the Leafs are just lucky to be in the position they're in whether people are tired of the William Nylander stuff there's just no way that you can you can say uh, you won't want uh, we wouldn't want to be in the uh in the Leafs situation like this is ridiculous what the Leafs have up front and then the back end's going to come people I- I'm I think you're going to see guys like Sandine, Lilligren. Um, you're going to have, you know, Mac Hollowell, Sean Jersey will, could work. Like, it's it's going to be fine. When people are wondering how the Leafs are going to fit everyone in, you look at what those young guys that are coming up, what they can do, they're going to be fine. I'm, I'm of the opinion, look, if the Leafs are in a cap crunch, Zaitsev, Hey Edmonton, you need a defenseman. Here's Nikita Zaitsev. Man, why not? Uh, I'm, There's teams I'm that will pay that will trade for Nikita Zaitsev. I think. There, there's a market for every player. Man, we got it's two second not, round picks for Milan Roman Lucic. Nick Spalling. Anything can happen. Just not Milan Lucic. There's no market for him. He's done. He's stuck for life in Edmonton. So stupid. So, oh, speaking of Edmonton, they uh, they claimed Valentin Zaitsev off waivers from uh, Carolina. Not Carolina. What is what is Carolina not doing? Carolina. A team like them that has shoddy goaltending. I mean, look, Curtis McElhinney has been good. Don't expect Curtis McElhinney to be your starter for now until the end of the year. I'm sorry, people. And then yeah. you got that. Um, I also look at. 
no, they gave up Jeff Skinner pre- for what? A second, third, and Cliff Pooh? Uh, maybe. I feel like it was less than that. I think it might have been a second and a fifth. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, hold on. Uh, Regardless, not good. Like, is people can not a people can rave Rich. about Carolina's um, defense. Sebastian, oh, it was, uh, a, it was a second, a third, a sixth. And with Pooh. It's like, so, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> Carolina is one of those teams where you look at line one, pretty good. Line two, eh. Line three, what? Line four, oh god. It's like when they when they peppered twenty nine shots on the Leafs in that first period, I laugh because they almost they almost get, they almost had zero in the next period. Yeah. Like, let's be real here. The Leafs just didn't come out properly in that in that game. So, um, there was a couple of things I wanted to get off to. So I think I think I covered my. I think I made my feelings clear on the Mitch Marner things. I love Mitch. Mitch is like my Mountain Dew spirit animal. Like if I had Mountain Dew, I'm crushing that thing on my head like Mitch Marner does every game. I just think you can't give him more than Austin Matthews. Because I think one player is a a better player, and I, and we know who that is. I think. Um, yeah. Let's let's before we get into the Nylander stuff, let's let's look at the rivalry. I mean, technically, the site covers the Buffalo Sabers, so we can talk about them. Um, their ten game win streak has come to an end. At the hands of the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. So, <laughs> like Buffalo, people people are like, oh, Buffalo's a great story. Buffalo, I'm happy for Buffalo. Buffalo should be finally, because look, they got rid of that terrible GM and Tim Murray. Tim Murray, right? If I'm not wrong. Um, he's the man that uh, oh I love that when um, they lost the draft lottery and he yeah. was like openly said he was upset that they were going to draft Jack Eichel it's good, oh, good times yeah and hold on one second I'm getting a weird buzzing sound my bad no worries I wanted to fix that um, the, uh, yeah so uh, I apologize if any of you guys heard that or it could have just been me and my craziness um, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy for Buffalo that they won that Jeff Skinner trade. I'm happy for them that you know that's that they're they're finally out of the basement, and I think they can make the playoffs. I'm not convinced, and we've had this conversation in our group chat. I'm not convinced that they're on the level. Like when you win ten games straight at this point in the season, yes, you should be near the top of the standings. It's how do you follow up when you that game that streak ends? This is now the point where Buffalo needs to prove that what they just did wasn't a one-off. So um, their goaltending needs to still live up to it. Their top line still needs to produce, and their back end needs to sustain what they've been doing. So yeah, 
Their their offense is still I I think it's still not at the level that people think it it is. I think it's good. It's better than what teams have, but it's not it's not going to match up to what the Leafs have, what the Lightning have. I mean, they scored four goals on the Lightning, but that's with Louis Deming in net and not Andre Vasilevsky. The Sabres are at Buffalo. full strength. Tampa isn't. Yeah. Buffalo, it's just really difficult to buy into it at this point. It's any team. It's Yeah, it's any team that's been in the bottom of the standings for a long time and now is starting to come up. It's just really Buffalo. Like, can we really get? I'm happy for their fans because they've been through a lot. Like, man, Buffalo has had some tough years. Other than like the mid 2000s, that was a good time for Buffalo. But since then, it's been rough, rough go. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that they can keep this up. If they can make the playoffs, then fair play to them. I mean, that would be massive for their franchise, especially with. Jack Eichel seeing his first playoff series, Rasmus Dahlin in his rookie year, getting into the playoffs. Like, there's so many guys that, I mean, would make Buffalo a fantastic place in the future, but you never really thought it would come together this quickly. I still think what needs to show from them is their goaltending and their blue line. It it comes down to the goaltending, oddly. Or, mm-hmm. obviously, excuse me. It's Linus Allmark and Chad, uh, uh, Carter Hutton. Thank you. I get him and Chad Johnson mixed up all the time for some reason. They've been um, flip. They've been flip flopping teams. That's why. Yeah. So, all right. He's on the Blues now. Um, he's, on the, he's on the Blues, and Carter Hutton went from the Blues to the Sabers. Who knew weird. one of them made uh, the right decision of not of going to Buffalo? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Tell somebody that in July and see what they had to say. Exactly. Um, it's. I mean, they're playing out of their minds right now. That's basically what it is. Carter Hutton and uh, Allmark are not going to... I'm going to look up their stats because one of them has to have like well over a nine, 900 save percentage oh, for this to be happening. I'm pretty sure both of them do. Oh, my God. Um, I can pull that up in two uh, seconds. Hutton has a 917 in 20 games. That's about his average. I mean... With Nashville, Nine, St. Louis, nine seventeen uh, is a, is average. It's not. Yeah, it's good. It's not That's, anything to be like. Oh, we've said it with uh, with many teams. League average goaltending will get you places in this league. How, but how many games? You know, they've won so many games in overtime. Like that. Yeah. That, that's the part I'm I'm not convinced about. When you win so many games in overtime, it's just you just okay. So over this ten game win streak, one, two, three. Olmark's Four, got a nine twenty six seven. in seven games. Yeah. Seven so. of seven of the, the those ten games went to overtime or shootout. That's goaltending, but it's also yep. you you Stinks got some bounces to go your way. Yeah. So puck luck. Stick tuitiveness. A hot, really, really high PDO as well. Just just gonna put that out there. Yep. But, uh, but you, what it is. I mean Yeah. What if they Robin Leonard was the starter the mm-hmm. last couple of years and Boy is he having a rough time in New York right now. Who would have saw that coming? <laughs> oh, I didn't see it coming. 
He's got, still got a 9.13 in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, not bad. Uh, had a really good season in Buffalo in 2016-17. Laner had a 9.20 save percentage. And then had a 9.08 last uh, season in 53 appearances. They rode him. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize how much he played. And then, yeah, he's... Uh, it's just... They're getting good goaltending, and that's what they need. You got to give Dalene time to sort of come into his own. He's not just going to be the best player on this earth as soon as he steps on the ice for his first game. That's what twenty-five games into his first season. Uh, yeah. No, way more than that. I feel like. I mean, and Dalene's your. <laughs> Dalene's the guy you're going to ride for the next fifteen years, assumedly. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's shift gears. Let's. Uh, I've waited long enough. I know you got to get yourself going to work soon. So let's end the podcast on the fact that William Nylander has not signed as of. We're recording this at one ten on a, on November thirtieth. I only have two questions to ask you. One, how close does this get to the five p.m. deadline tomorrow? And two. You you were pretty clear with me on your feelings about this whole he's gone after this season. I yeah. found that pretty interesting, that, that Elliot Friedman report, uh, just because Elliot knows people take what he says and they run with it. Yeah. Now, I've seen him say stuff on the radio that he's just throwing out there. On TV, especially Tim and Sid, he he takes a different tone and that was a a convinced tone that he had yeah but what do you think I think Freed is tired of answering questions about William Nylander like everybody else um, firstly I don't think that he just said something like oh, screw it he's getting traded I don't let's Freed isn't that guy no he's not just gonna throw he's not a Nick Caprios where He'll, he'll... He's, not, he's not a speculation guy. No. Preach. He is a facts guy. So I don't doubt that this is definitely a thing. I wonder but... where where he got the... Th- this is not something he thought of himself. I think either somebody in the organization leaked that to him or another GM basically said they're ready to move this guy if when the time is right. And... Hey, Kyle Dubas isn't doing his job if no, he's, he's not, not listening to the offers on the tender. Um, if Phil, if these Philadelphia rumors are true, which Mike, I mean Frank Cervelli is as connected if to they Philadelphia trade one of their top players without a general manager. There's going to be an issue in Philadelphia. Well, technically, Paul Holmgren is he's GM before. He's made some blockbuster yeah. deals before. Sorry, my and my, then what? Um, yeah, exactly. So I, if, uh, if he's making, uh, if he's making trades, um, Hey, uh, you know that Ivan Provorov guy? Yeah, we'll take him. Yeah. I like Willie, but holy hell, I will take me some Ivan Provorov. That sounded like Ivan Provorov there. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah. Ivan Provorov will be the answer that the, that Lee fans have been looking for on that second pairing. Or the first pairing, sorry. <laughs> and if anybody, if that trade happened, if anybody is upset with it, then 
you're not watching hockey because they're they're looking at sorry they're looking at the Philadelphia Flyers terrible goaltending and thinking that's the defense. Yeah, the you know what's going to be upsetting to me is if and it's if because this is a very big if. This is an if. We're not <laughs> saying it's going to happen. We don't think I I personally don't think Philly's going to move a franchise defenseman. If Philly moves Provorov for a forward, that's a problem. It that's that is they a, don't they don't have the prospects to replace him currently. They don't have the high end prospects to replace him. They he, have he prospects. is the blue chip prospect. I th- I look at this as this would be the reverse of the Taylor Hall Adam Larson in a way that William Nylander is a very good forward, but he is not. Of e- Ivan Provorov of forwards, if I yeah, make like, that, uh, he's William Nylander is good. Ivan Provorov, everybody knows is better. Their their top pick maybe 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 the, Lar- defense, maybe the Larson uh, is is a bad comparison because Larson is just it was just such a drop between the two. I'm trying to think of another. Let's okay, this would be like Seth Jones, Ryan Johansson. If Johansson yeah. was a winger, Nylander's technically a center. He's technically a center, but I wouldn't want him to be my top number one center. I would like. Well, he wouldn't. When Philadelphia, you'd be behind Couturier for sure. Mm-hmm. He'd be behind. I don't know. He'd probably be number two with them. Oh, actually, he, him and he, JVR together, and they would probably put him on the wing with Nolan Patrick. Because Nolan Patrick would be oh, the yeah. number two I center. I forgot about him. I was going to say, there's one other guy. I mean, that'd be a good line. Nylander, um, Patrick. Patrick, and JVR or Simmons. I'd, I'd take that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. With or Voracek. I don't know how the Flyers' lines are laid out right now. Uh, Voracek has struggled. Pretty yeah, but good. you put Nylander or Voracek on a guy's wing, like Patrick could probably post 50 pretty easily. <laughs> Those guys are studs. I, I think Voracek remains with Jeru, though. I'm pretty sure of that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Look at Daily, I, if Daily they keep Couturier, Jeru, and Voracek together, that's a fantastic first line. It, the Phillies' problem has been goaltending. It always will remain goaltending. Anybody thinks otherwise, like, okay, oh, their top line is... Uh, okay, here it is. Uh, Jeru, Couturier, Konechny... Forgot about him. JVR, Nolan Patrick, Wayne Simmons, Jakob Vorchek, Scott Lawn, and Michael Raffle. Vorchek is on the third line. Wow. Um, I would probably, if you get Willie, you move Simmons down to that third line. So you have JVR, Patrick, and Nylander, and you pray to God that one of those that Nolan Patrick can play defense. <sighs> Because look, this is their this is their defensive pairings: Provorov, Robert Hag, Gossespierre, Christian Fullen, Sanheim, Gudis. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think if you're the Flyers, do you need them to make a deal for Nylander? It would help your forwards, of course, but. Is it worth sacrificing? I mean, we're not saying. I'm pretty sure they're not offering Provorov. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're pro- like Dubas is probably saying that's who we want, and they're probably saying that's not where we're gonna give you. So, 
Um, when do you think? Do you think he signs today or tomorrow? Today meaning <laughs> on Friday as we're recording this. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he signs as close to the deadline as possible if he signs. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, they're going to work to try and get a deal for their respective sides until the very end, and then somebody's going to budge, and that'll be it. Do you think it's a long-term deal or a bridge? <sighs> we'll have to talk about that tomorrow. I honestly have no idea. All right. Um, if you want to believe the salary that Nylander's being offered, then, I mean, 6.9 to $7 million is not a bridge salary. Nope. Um, and I would assume it's a long-term deal because Nylander obviously gets that big payout now that he's held out. He gets, what, nine and a half or something along those lines this season. And then it goes down to just north of six and a half or around that uh, for the rest of the contract. So that's mm-hmm. all up in the air. I mean, the Nylander camp has done one good thing, and that's not really let too much speculation happen. They could, have easily, they could have easily made leaks. But then, yeah, well, what if the leaks saying. are you not? You could in... leak stuff, but then it just turns into a gong show both ways between the sides, and bridges could be burned. And and who's and who's leaking? Like, what's who's going to believe what in terms of leaks? And it's, what? It's which, hard which to favorite? leak stuff when the guy's in Sweden because there's not a lot of NHL insiders that have reliable Swedish. Like, the Swedish guys. Uh, or just the European guys in general usually break their own stuff. They're not reporting back to the North American guys. Mm-hmm. So unless one of the Swedish outlets is breaking this, uh, I don't think Fridge has many. I could be wrong. They, I don't think Fridge I know, I know, guys have many Swedish I know CJ has connections in Sweden, so I think. I'm not saying they don't have any and they don't know what's going on. I'm just saying there's not. If you're not getting concrete information. Yeah. The guys in another continent, you can't really just run with stuff that you don't know is a hundred percent. No, it's true, definitely true. I think, I think you get too caught up on where the source. I mean, the you know who he's been practicing with, and this being his last practice, that's legit because you know, like what are these guys are not breaking anything. They're just saying, yeah, he's not practicing anymore. Um, it's, and I'm sure he'd be practicing today and tomorrow if the team was free and was practicing. Yeah, like we don't know what the team schedule is. Maybe the team is traveling. Well, let's, let's find out. AIK J20 was skating with, right? Uh, your guess is better than mine. Yeah, actually it was. <laughs> um, I'm assuming they have a game of some kind or they're traveling and that's why they're not playing. That's what I would have to guess. But who knows? Oh, I have to translate from uh, today. Yeah, they play today. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so they're not yeah. practicing if he, they're playing a game. And he can't nope, exactly. They're, uh, yeah, exactly. And they're not going to play. They'll probably have a day off in between games tomorrow. Because I'm assuming, um, I don't know how the schedule really works over in Europe, but I'm assuming they have a couple of days off in between games. It's not every other day like the NHL. Because mm-hmm. they, they're like couple months off from playoffs. They start their playoffs in, like, February. Yeah, their season starts way, way earlier. Yeah. Their season starts before NHL training camps come in. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll see, we shall see how this turns out. I am uh, 
Uh, I, 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 I can't wait for it to be over just because people are just... Oh, yeah, they're... Sorry, they're playing... AIKJ20 is playing away in uh, Timra, so okay. they're not even home to practice, so that makes sense. That makes sense, see. So, um, let's... Uh, I think we'll leave it at that. I think we'll see how it plays out. I can't wait for it to be over so that people can... Yeah. Stop with the ridiculous fan. This is more fans too with their ridiculous takes. Because when Nylander comes back, because I'm convinced he's coming back, he's not traded this season. It may be a mistake no. to trade him this season unless a team is willing to overpay big time. Um, and then people see Nylander back, and if he plays to what we think he can play, people are going to be sorry for the words that they have uttered about Nylander. Especially the person that I just want to move, move, move game. on from all this Nylander talk, so we can talk about how much Marner is going to make and what we're going to get for Jake Gardner at the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, that's it. We shall. <laughs> yep, we shall. Uh, <laughs> we shall. Toronto the Leafs fans never rest with the rumors; it'll keep going. Exactly. So, with that being said, Austin, thank you again for coming on. I know you got to get yourself ready to go to work, so I'll let you do that. And uh, we'll try to get this next week when we can get Jake on. And I know Jake is going to have a take or two. He wanted to come on, but as we record, he's like, yeah, I got this thing called work during the day. Yeah, he's an important man with many things to do. Uh, he said he would have tried Actually, to come no, on. He just works normal hours like normal people unlike yeah. us who work in sports <laughs> and have to work silly hours. Yeah, so he said he would have called in but he was didn't want to have his office phone occupied he, he needed to have his be able to good. answer his phone so jake we'll get you on next time and we will do this again for sure all right uh thank you again for listening guys and next week we will have more marley's talk i think it'll be good to revisit that a little as bit soon more. as we're done elander stuff we gotta just talk marley's an entire episode screw yeah. it well give it enough We'll we'll try to do is maybe a little special episode. We'll we'll try to make it work. Um, until then, we'll see you. Enjoy the hockey. Enjoy, uh, enjoy, enjoy the pretty terrible Nylander takes that are gonna come from now until he signs. So enjoy the rest of the day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.